opening crawl. A long time ago, three friends talked about recording a show, a podcast in which they could feel truly free to discuss tons of nerdy stuff passionately, like dragons, time travel, robots, and clones, mutants, time travel, board games, and thrones, aliens, wizards, time travel, zombies, zombies that time travel? You betcha, Dobby. Comic-Con, steampunk, parallel worlds, Mega Man, Hearthstone, but no sports or girls. So red pill or blue pill, now that you know, we'd like to welcome you to the Cast Springer Show. Introducing your hosts, Chris, the Game of Life singer, Pat, the Game of Life singer, and Randy, the Game of Life sapphire. Cast bringers. Hello. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Cast Bringers, the podcast all about nerdy pop culture sorts of things. I'm Pat. I'm here with Randy and Chris. Randy, how are you doing? Good. Should we get right into it today, Pat? Yep, just not. Yep, not talk about our other person. <laughs> Love it. So I'm I've been nerding hey, out on a uh, lot of. Hi, I'm Chris. No, nope. thanks for quite you inviting, inviting <laughs> me on the show. Um, and like nerding stuff. All right, so Randy, I just back fin- to you though. What are you nerding out on, man? I just finished Squid Game, uh, and then got into Hellbound. Have you guys seen that one yet? I heard about it. I haven't seen it. No. So it's the other South Korean one. Yeah. The other South Korean one uh, and finish that. That one is out there. But of course, if is you're a nerd, scary? the name like Hellbound sounds kind of scary. I don't want to watch it's, it. It's uh, existentially scary, I guess. It's not like jump. Scares. That's like my life. They call it, <laughs> That's even worse. You know what they call it is cosmic horror, which I had never heard of before, but I guess that's what it fits into. It's like HP uh, Lovecraft, right? He's all about like cosmic horror. So is it like worried that the AI singularity is going to strike at any moment? No. Uh, kind of just my anxiety is raised just generally because of that. It's essentially um, people go to hell um, and that's the gist. And it's you're oh, Was that the I show where like pockets of hell pop up and anytime someone does something wrong, a demon shows up? Yeah. Yeah, it kind of like that, but yes, three demons show up and they take you to hell. Um, it's good. I mean, it's totally different than Squid it? Game. It it was it was good. I it's funny that I think the only reason people compare it, it doesn't to Squid sound Game, like it's a comedy. You you heard it here first, folks. Going to hell is good. It's funny. Well, we don't. Well, like, no spoilers. All right, no spoilers. I'm moving on. Uh, I've been playing Zelda Skyward Sword, which is okay. Um, I'm getting, it's hard to get the hang of the controls of the little Joy-Con controllers. Cause originally um, that was like on the Wii, right? And it yeah. was, you use the Wii controller to like swing the sword and stuff. Yeah. And it's totally different controls than, um, the new Zelda for the switch. Yeah. So it, it's all right. I'm working through it. It's very slow at first, but it's getting there. Um, Can you change the controls so you don't have to use the motion stuff or like, does yes. it make you, you can. okay um and it is better but even when you're holding it handheld mode you can still like you really gotta go in there and decide what how you want to do it the other zelda on the wii i played pretty deep got to, like, princess yes uh and that one was very hard until i changed it to no motion controls and then the game was so much better 
Yeah, that one, the, the motion controls here is almost like they want you to move, like they want you to cut the sword diagonally. So instead of bringing it up quickly and cutting it, it's like you have to bring it up, wait a second, and then cut it. Like you're moving the sword in a motion first and then coming through. So it's got like a realistic-ish version to it. I don't know. I don't think they nailed it very well. Um, yeah. Well, as an owner of two different swords, it sounds pretty realistic. <laughs> I don't trust you on that, Chris. Uh, playing Call of Duty Zombies, the last map of Forsaken, because beat Outbreak with Superfan Baja last week. Nice. Um, guys, now here's the big surprise. I did all of those things today. Um, what? So I've been nerding hard today. Uh, then I started, oh, Chris left, but I wanted him to hear this. Um, I started this new comic book that came out, I think this year by David Aja. Do you know who he is? I do actually. I referenced him, I believe later in uh, for, for play, watch, read. Okay. So he um, did the Hawkeye comic uh, that we've talked about on here. And so yep. he also, he's the artist. And so he did the seeds and got really good reviews. So I started reading it. I'm not, not quite into it fully yet, but it sounds interesting. Essentially, there's a part of the world that is completely walled off where there's no technology, no um, like no electricity. It sounds it's just like all natural. And so I guess you kind of get into what that part of the world is like. But so far, it's good. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Pat, how uh, what have you been nerding out, my man? Well, I actually haven't been since our last episode. I was trying to think like it's been a little while. And then I, as I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, man, I haven't really nerded out on like that much stuff. I was even struggling to come up with the list that I got. Um, the big one for me is Cowboy Bebop, both the anime and then now the live action show that it's out. Um, for the anime, though, I didn't get very far. I think I got to maybe like episode six or episode seven out of I think there's 28 um, or maybe 26 but so i didn't you know didn't even quite make it halfway and then the live action one came out and i heard that one's like not so great it's very like middle of the road um so i was i wanted to stop and switch to watch the live action because then i figure you know i don't totally know cowboy bebop i can watch that and then i'll watch the anime and be totally blown away by how much better it is and take it from there so so far with the live action one i'm like halfway through the season it's and it is decent like it's not too bad I do think if I knew all of the episodes from the anime really well and was like a big fan, I would probably not like it. But, um, but I like I love the cast. the The actors they cast were really, really good. Um, how's How's the anime so far, Pat? The, very good. The anime is the, the anime, anime is amazing. Yes, the anime is so good. I think I could even get my wife to watch and enjoy it, and she hates anime <laughs> so that... i remember watching it when it was on cartoon network 15 years ago or so and just thinking like this is one of the most amazing shows i've ever seen and uh it was then i heard they're making a live action like when it was first announced two or three years ago mm -hmm. i searched all over to try and find a way to watch the anime again for free and just couldn't didn't have access to it whatever i like i would have had to pay for whatever i was going to watch it on and then uh just super excited that 
now the anime is on Netflix and the live action is yeah. there too. So it's on my list. Yeah, it's, uh, I think too, like, especially now with shows, like everything is, is like every series feels like it's an episode is a continuation of another episode where it's Cowboy Bebop. Serialized. Like a, exactly. It's a throwback of like serialized episodes, but also still though telling like a long form. There's a little story. bit of carryover in like the yeah. longer storyline, but exactly each episode can be um independent of the others. And every character is just so cool. <laughs> They're just all so, so well flushed out and developed. Yeah. They each have their like moment to shine. Yeah, and the and like you can see in the live action show where they're trying to do that and maybe even take it a step further in some of the character development. It's just I think at times it like kind of misses the mark. It um is the soundtrack is amazing in the live action one because I remember just yes. like Cowboy Bebop soundtrack in the anime was just out of this world. Yes, the the biggest critique which I would agree with is along those lines in the anime because it's animated like the set designs and things that they're able to animate are so cool and so great yeah and that doesn't quite translate to live action just because you it would become the show would become so special effects heavy so Mm. i mean they do a good job with what they have in making it realistic but then at the same time it doesn't touch like what the anime was able to do in some of the world building and stuff so um at least so far again i'm only halfway through the season but from what i've read on reviews and stuff that's seems to be a uh, critique through a lot of them that i've read but so yeah so a lot a lot of cowboy bebop for me um randy were you gonna say something else say i'm sold i'm gonna start it tomorrow start cowboy Sweet. bebop the anime of course not that stupid live action you guys no, start with about. the live action because probably start with the live action to get it get through it and see it's good and then watch the anime and be like whoa this is way better <laughs> yeah okay. exactly but uh, so that uh, one of the games I've been playing a lot of is Guardians of the Galaxy on PS5. It's been the Square Enix game- one. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I just haven't had enough time to like really sit down. I think I'm like almost towards the end. I'm definitely in the second half of the game. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what chapter I'm on. I think I'm on chapter nine or 10 um, out of like 15. So almost towards the end. And yeah, it's really good. Again, I just I wish I had like a solid like four hours to sit down and just rip through it and because then I think I could finish it. Um, but oh, I mean, like, the, uh, Drax is so good in it. Just just like the movie, but also different in the best kinds of ways. <laughs> I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil any. Because I'm sure that could be a game you guys could probably play. Um, but yeah. Uh, also finished uh, Big Mouth. Me and my wife are both big fans of, of that show on Netflix. Um, not necessarily like a nerdy show, but it does involve, you know, seventh eighth ninth graders uh like middle school age being super awkward so you know kind of kind of fits in the wheelhouse a little bit i think and super um super inappropriate it's the best it's super funny so pat you we talked about it this weekend and i didn't want to say but i did watch the first episode of the new season and i did not like it laurel and i didn't like it but you and another super fan pete said it was awesome and so I came home from the trip. We watched the second episode and we were dying laughing. Okay. And now we're all in again. Cause the okay. other two, the other seasons were awesome. So we watched a few more and it's so it's yes. like, it, like that episode where they all, I'm not going to spoil anything, but they all get hurt. You know what I mean? And they, they all, it's, that one. it's the Shane lizard one. And Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. And they yep. all like have ish. I was crying. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> so good. 
so did you finish all of like season one and yeah we're already through we're at the newest season so oh, wow okay so you you ripped through a lot of them oh no no sorry we we did that a while ago but the new i'm oh, sorry gotcha. so the newest season episode one didn't like it okay uh, i forgot what happened in it but it was like yeah it's kind of whatever and then you and pete were saying how good it was and i was like all right we'll jump back in and it was awesome yes yeah i feel like that's with big mouth that's like almost every season like the first episode <laughs> the, first the first episode does so much setup that it is they're not always the best but yeah by episode two or three it hits its, oh. hits its ride and yeah it's great so good um and then the last thing is again we're, we're into the holiday season now around christmas um and so one of the big things that i'm doing with the kids is they're again I've, I've mentioned on before how they've been like starting to get into video games and stuff um so i felt like it was time they're each getting their own video game for christmas so listeners don't tell my children <laughs> what games are they getting? so ben is getting um pokemon which hold on I'm, I'm gonna call a timeout on this right now you better say pearl because we're getting diamonds. yes pearl shining shining pearl you can't we, the listeners can't see me i'm putting for my children in huge quotes though for my oh. children because we've talked about getting this pokemon game for a while yes. but i like it pat so so that's the best part with ben is he doesn't really like to play it he just likes to watch me play it and so <laughs> we both win um so it's great when when they say daddy can you help me beat this part and you just play for an hour and a half <laughs> yeah so ben's at that age my kids are at the age where they just want me to tell them what to do and then they try and do it and it's just really frustrating she's like just give me the controller because just you got to go push up up and down and then push a and attack that thing and but they're not like doing it right it's like okay. when you're trying to help someone on a computer you're like uh can i just type it it'll be easier <laughs> you know that old snl sketch move and you yes. gotta yes. get the guy out of there so they're at that point where it's just frustrating and then i feel like in a year and a half they'll like won't even want anything to do with me with video games yeah or life at all <laughs> yes yeah and clara is getting um so there's the show on net is it on netflix yeah uh superhero girls and they switch made it like switch licensed the game for that she was super into the show so i got her that and that is a game that seems pretty simple like i think she'll be able to play that more or less on her own and i'll go through everything that chris is going through where she'll get stuck on parts and i'll just be pulling my hair out she's so stubborn though she like won't let me like do it for her yeah she won't she won't let you at all and so i'll just have to like leave the room so that that will be that and then for as like a family game we got uh mario party superstars so all switch games so yeah here's a funny story about mario party superstars my kids are at the age where um they have to win everything and they're super competitive and so we've tried to play mario party superstars as a family like three or four times and every single time it's devolved into someone either throwing a controller across the room, someone yelling and screaming and crying on the couch, someone storming off, going up to bed. And then also the kids don't always like it either. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it has devolved into something along those lines every time. I mean, I can my oldest was having this huge tantrum about not winning and we're like oh we're finally gonna make it through yes he's having a tantrum he's on the floor like crying screaming but we're 
I'm going to make it through the game. And so then it gets the bonus stars. The kid gets two bonus stars and wins, having a huge tantrum. Like, that's not, that's not fair. <laughs> he doesn't, shouldn't earn the bonus stars. So then how, the big, how big was your tantrum then after that? Game? <laughs> <laughs> I refused to tuck him in that money. <laughs> But yeah, that's pretty much all I've been nerding out on. Chris, what have you been nerding out on? Yeah, well, um, I don't know if you've heard about this show based on this little book. I've mentioned it once on the podcast, um, The Wheel of Time. More like waste of time. Oh, come on. I mean, great. <laughs> uh, so I watched the first episode. There's some changes. I'm going along with it. I really liked it. I thought they were doing a good job. I have not watched anymore because originally my wife was going to watch it and she was just super busy. And I'm like, well, I'm telling everyone to watch this show. So I have to watch the first one because everyone's asking me what I think. So I was like, I watched it three days after it came out. And then that night, my wife was like, hey, want to watch Wheel of Time? You wanted to watch it forever. I was like, I already watched the first one. She's like, well, guess I'm not going to watch it with you. I'll watch it again. But Please. So I'm trying to. I haven't been able to catch up. So, um, and I'm also, what's up? Wheel of Time. I am all caught up. You're the one who convinced me that I have to just finish it because you made me super jealous. The problem is it doesn't doesn't really make any sense. I'll be honest. (laughs) Really, none of it does because, you know, according to your uh, advice, I watch it at 1.5 speed. No, so I can't, no, no, no. <laughs> can't really catch what anything they're saying is. It seems to skip a lot of stuff. <laughs> that type of book is 1.25 speed, Randy. Oh no. All right. I'll go. I gotta rewatch them then. And then, then his complaint will just be that they all sound like chipmunks. <laughs> I um, can't wait for you to finish oh Chris, because I want to talk so bad about it with you. I'll I'll watch a bunch this weekend. Okay. Uh, so uh, the other thing I did, this is pretty stupid of me, um, was I re-downloaded Mario Kart Mobile on my iPhone, <laughs> and I've just been playing that. It's such a terrible, addictive, fun game that's not worth my time, but I'm wasting so much time on it. Um, I've been watching Hawkeye, I was episode three or four. I've been waiting, Chris. You are the biggest Hawkeye fan I know. I gotta know. And I don't even a huge Hawkeye fan. But this show is, I love that that um, series, Matt Fraction series that I told you. That's yes. an amazing comic series. Which is what that. they're kind of basing it on, right? Yeah. Uh, but Hawkeye is quickly becoming my favorite Marvel TV show that they've wow. done. I know they've only done three or four, but it is by far the best one so far, in my opinion. And it looks like it's only going to be getting better. Um, and it, it's, I mean, it, right now it's rivaling, like, like I'd put it above a lot of their movie properties right now. It's so it's really good. So are the reviews get? I have been reading tons of mixed reviews on it. Like some, I I, I can't. I didn't know how it was to be honest. It's really good. It's mm-hmm. funny. People hate Hawkeye. Like I'm not a big Hawkeye fan, but people are just can't get past the bow and arrow and the goofy trick arrows, and like his purple outfit and he doesn't have any superpowers and stuff like that but they the thing about the show is they like make fun it's very meta because they all like he makes fun of himself so much about it so they took Um, a good they took a good route with it they took extremely good route with it but that's what he did in the in the comic series too 
Um, and supposedly Hawkeye is, I don't think I'm going to, I'm not going to spoil anything, but some of the rumors are that Hawkeye series will be linking, excuse me, is going to link to the Netflix series and bring the Netflix series is, into the mcu Ooh, which makes sense they're all it's one of the rumors because there's a lot of echo is a very daredevil centric um and she's slated to be one of the big bad guys in hawkeye and uh there's rumors now there's nothing confirmed so this is all conjecture Did I, is that the word yeah you got it <laughs> that uh they're gonna bring in kingpin and it's gonna be vincent d'onofrio again Ooh. That he was amazing in Daredevil yes. as a kingpin on Netflix. I, so I know too. There's, I mean, this is for like, well, I think since the Netflix shows like or the rights reverted to Marvel, but there's like been so many rumors about Charlie Cox being yeah. like one of the only ones who will be recast as Daredevil, and I just hope so. He was so good mm-hmm. as Daredevil. I loved him as that. So I well, there's all this talk about Charlie Cox being in No Way Spider-Man, No Way Home, right? Yeah, yeah there's a lawyer, so this could that. link. This could. Because it should, it's only six episodes, so it might be done by the time Spider-Man comes out. Yeah, I think that math adds up. Because episode four is this week. Right. Episode three just came out. Or okay, are they releasing on Wednesdays? Is that it? Instead of yeah, Friday? yesterday. Yeah. So yeah, that would that would it would end right before. Yeah, it would end right before Christmas. Mm-hmm. He, so you was he the only one you liked casting, Pat? Um, no, I liked. Um, What's her name? I like Jessica Jones. I forget the actress's name. Kristen Ritter. Yeah, um, and I like was, Luke Cage too. I thought he was good. Yeah, it doesn't seem like like he's been pretty uh, much that, the only one we didn't like was Danny I was gonna Rand. Say, I yeah, <laughs> but Luke Cage, I don't think is there's any chance of of that guy coming back just because he's been he's moved on to like so many different shows. Like he's still doing like Evil. Yeah, and then uh, I think he's on like another show now too. So I just don't. I feel like just like from a realistic like actor standpoint, like he probably just doesn't have time to you know take up another thing like that yeah chris and ritter i would uh, love if they brought her back she was so good too. i just like her as a, like a person <laughs> <laughs> um I finished uh so i got funny story but let me i've got the second part of stormlight archives words of radiance it is absolutely fantastic brander sanderson's a master writer so i've been listening to that nonstop at 1.25 speed um, and uh, I've already put the next bit on the next um, book on hold because there's a 10 week waiting period. So mm-hmm. by the time I finish this one, I should hopefully be able to get that one out quickly. Um, but so in between the first book, The Way of Kings and the second book, Words of Radiance, because I didn't realize the wait would be so long. It was like 16 weeks. I needed to listen to something. And so I, on the Libby app, I just searched Dragon audiobook and got this cool, it's the book popped up. It's called The Awakening, book one of the Dragon Light Chronicles of something. And I like read the, um, the what is the insert, the, the like, summary. Uh, it was yeah. like, uh, Green has to go back to Ireland to rediscover her roots. And on her way there, she finds that not all of this appears. There's like magic and she's the long awaited for savior, daughter of her Lord King, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, 
mystical fantasy sounds awesome. It's like, yeah, this sounds right up my alley. It's come recommended. Oh, it's a skip the line read for me, which means like it's really high in demand, but for some reason I can just get it out, but you only have it for like five or seven days. It's like, sounds like I, I got it. And I started listening to it and I'm in like two or three hours into it. And I'm like, this isn't really flowing like a regular fantasy novel, but I'll, I'm giving it a go. And then the, the, the uh, heroine like meets the her partner, who's this other the strapping, guy. The strapping young lad. The strapping young buxom lad. And then suddenly the book is describing some very intimate moments between the two. And then I <laughs> realized... Were his, his muscles pulsating? There was a the, lot of pulsating. And hurt fell off of his body. And... um realized that I had it was written by Nora Roberts who was like a <laughs> romantic like biggest known romantic like not smut but but smut smut authors Chris, Chris is into the, Chris is into the, the smut fantasy novels now <laughs> then, so but I'm already like at that point I'm like five hours in like uh, there's only seven hours left. It's a short book. <laughs> I didn't have to use my skip the line on this. I better finish it. All those lonely housewives are just exactly. dying for this book. And we got Chris. <laughs> like, like, yeah. But they do talk about dragons in it, so I'm still pretty interested. Chris, it should have tipped you off when the subtitle was Fifty Shades of Grayscale. <laughs> but uh the second book comes out wait the second in, book in for which weeks? one for the dragon oh, the, smut. The, the dragon story oh, chronicles or whatever guys i think i'm in i have to see this through T- tune in 10 episodes from now when chris has read the entire Dragon Light well, Origins. How, no, it's this the thing. She's still writing them, so it's supposed to be a trilogy. Not that I like looked it up and did any research on it because I'm not like that into it. But it's a trilogy. She's still finishing. Um, it's what I was told by someone that I didn't talk to about it. How's the world building? How's the magic? How? <laughs> the that's one of the magic she uses is very um like traditional type witchcraft magic of like mixing potions and crystals and like yeah focusing your energy through a wand type of Mm -hmm. stuff okay Mm -hmm. but yeah i thought that that would give you a kick out of oh oh it did it definitely did (laughs) all right that'll do it for what we've been nerding out on let's move into the multi-strike which, 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 which. All right, so uh, Randy, what do you got for us this week? Man? I'm positive neither one of you read this article because I just put it in before the show started. So I'll just you sum it up correct. for you. Um, I've been so first of all, guys, I've got like 20 articles on deck. I can't wait till we get to all of them. But this one was titled um, "40-Year-Old <clears throat> Dungeons Dragons Magazine Cartoon Characters Has Stats for Different." like Warner Brothers cartoon characters. So essentially this magazine called Dragon Magazine, which sounds awesome, uh, (laughs) that um, 
it, it had in 1981 D&D character stats for Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Popeye, and Rocky and Bullwinkle. So it's just, it's pretty funny. If you click on it, it brings you to a tweet that somebody tweeted about it. Um, I don't know. You guys didn't read it. Do you want to try and guess what a couple of these characters were? Like Bugs Bunny, what was his alignment? He had a good. <laughs> yep, nailed it. it. Probably was kind of good, actually. He was. I'm reading it right now. All right, Pat, give a guess. Daffy Duck, what do you think? Uh, is he chaotic evil? No, chaotic neutral. You're close. Okay, okay. Popeye. <laughs> that, this won't be easy. Popeye. See, I would have guessed lawful good. Yeah. It says lawful neutral. Lawful neutral. Lawful neutral. Okay. I could I could see that. Yes, he and does beat he, up. He, kind of, he can be kind of a jerk sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Like um the, the hamburger guy. I I like that Bugs Bunny is a 15th level illusionist while Daffy Duck is totally nuts. That was his, that was his <laughs> uh thing. But it just it was just funny. I do remember so I did actually see like the headline for that. And just the words on the headline of like Looney Tunes D and D character sheets, mm. just like I just like my brain couldn't process, it and I was like, I'm just not clicking on that. So also thank you for clearing up that it was exactly what I thought it was. Yep, <laughs> exactly. I mean, also I've been nerding out. We've been playing Castles and Crusades, which is the precursor but revamped version of D and D. So mm-hmm. you know, I understand about half of what i was reading on these character stats i'm still not fully versed on all of it yet well i i, I yeah i can relate mm-hmm. all right is that any anything else randy or is that yeah, it? just a nice quick one for today sweet chris you want to go next or you want me to go yeah i'll go i actually just changed my article five minutes ago <laughs> oh my god um, it was something about ai and how it's already um like controlling us and we don't even know it but this article is much more anxious about it huh was it just raising your anxiety too much yeah so i felt i had to change it there's a leak um that a marvel mmo is in development from the the studio that made dc universe online um so dc universe online has been out for a long time uh at least 10 years and it's a when I played it, when it first came out for a good two to three years, it was a very good game, very enjoyable. Um, it was pretty traditional MMO structure, but Pat, you played it with me. Um, you know, we have it, very different memories of that game. I, you didn't I played, like it? I thought the game was quite bad. No, I didn't <laughs> think it was that bad. I mean, it was it, it was a bad, bad multiplayer version of Diablo. Oh, I did not see it like that. Oh, I did. And and on top of that, like, no, you're thinking of Marvel Champions, Marvel Heroes. Wait, wait, oh, are you talking about DC Universe? Yes. Oh, yeah, no, that game that was actually very good. Yes, yes. that game was quite good. You are right. Marvel Heroes Online was a bad version of Diablo. Yeah, it was a terribly superhero skinned version of Diablo. That game yeah. stunk. Uh, the DC Universe Online was a good game, and so I think it's Cryptozoic Studios mm-hmm. is the one. Um, they also did City of Heroes, and uh, they are supposedly in their um. What's the stock phone call they have? The like quarterly earnings. Yeah, their whatever. earnings report. They have Untitled Marvel game is one of their upcoming like IPs and. 
things, projects in the works. So that's got me excited, but because nothing has even been announced, uh, this game is at least five years off It's if it's going to be any good. If it comes out before five years, I'd say it's probably going to be on par with Marvel's Avengers game that just came out, which is pretty, in my opinion, super disappointing. Oh, yeah. I mean, the problem with, all, like, especially Marvel Online, that Diablo kind of clone when, that we played and Avengers, like, when you're making a game like that with with those characters, like, it's got to be good. Because mm-hmm. if you miss the mark, it's it it like almost makes it it amplifies how bad it is, and that right. And I think that's what's happened with both Marvel Avengers and back when Marvel Heroes was out. So mm-hmm. right. So I hope they do take their time and make it you know make it good, make it a true. Honestly, even if it was similar to DC Universe Online, but from the Marvel side, like I think that would be very good. What's got me excited is that they did DC Universe Online, which did pretty well. I think you can still play it today. Oh I yeah, I've I've actually played expansions. It. Yeah, they're and they're doing a big expansion coming up because it's going to be like the ten year anniversary mm-hmm. of its launch, and they're they they're still like releasing content for it. Yeah, and what, so what gets me excited is that they, um, they'll have you know ten years of technology it better that they can account for. They'll have ten years of experience and ten years of learning from their mistakes to hopefully make finally a decent marvel online game yeah man what is mmo stand for again massive multiplayer online and what kind of game is it i guess like world of warcraft okay so everyone you got your own character and Mm -hmm. you go on missions but you also can go on missions with other people and interact yeah you go in like fight big giant boss battles and then is it rpg like rpg ish where you can like you get like points and to change your skills and different attacks and change out gear and whatnot okay for example in dc universe online my character was magic man and he was a uh he was a healer and so he that was my role in the like raid parties and stuff i actually got when for the original game before all the expansions came out i got to like the level cap and was getting some of the like high-end gear and then i was getting uh, some of the not the raid gear but some of the big um the tier the gear to go into the raids i was working on i think i did one raid once but but yeah it was the game was super fun and i loved it and then the playstation network had that huge crash in like 2013 and that's Mm -hmm. what that's what killed the game for me for me what killed for me is my computer got a bad virus i was doing something on it and suddenly my screen went blank and i had like (laughs) millions of pop-ups come up just like constantly like one of those commercials when you see like a virus it was exactly that i remember being what what's going on and then i realized what happened and i like threw my computer Back when he used to watch the dragon stories from Nora Roberts. <laughs> no, that's not, let's not talk about why we got the virus. Let's focus on the, that Marvel's coming out with an MMO. Is it essentially like the Spider-Man game I played for PlayStation, but you're in a huge open world with other people? Probably. Yes okay. and no. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Sweet. All right. So my article <clears throat> Excuse me. The headline was Cleveland Brown star Miles Garrett names his Dungeons and Dragons character after Castlevania hero. Uh, basically, to sum up, um, a bunch of the Cleveland Browns have a D and D group, 
um, including Miles Garrett, their fullback, Johnny Stanton, the fourth. And also, I think there was one other. Oh, and Wyatt Teller, who's like an offensive lineman. Um, but the main one is Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett's character on D&D is a damn fear champion fighter, and he named him Elucard after uh, Dracula's son in Castlevania. So I really just wanted to throw this in there, A, because it went along with our kind of theme for the meat and potatoes today, but also, guys, everybody's playing D&D, even professional football players. It's awesome. Yeah, everyone but us, Pat. Yes, right. Well, as soon as the... Uh, D&D group has enough time to accommodate my stupid kids. Hey, speaking of D&D, all books are on sale. Are they right now? Uh, yeah, they're on sale for 20 bucks every book. What about oh, the, Fizz, the new each. book, Fizzband's uh, Guide to Dragons? Is that that's the one I was going to buy. I definitely want to buy that. Fizzband's, I mean, so that's Dragons and Fizzband's one of the big characters from um Yeah, they, are, they already nerfed the Dragon Monk. I guess it was like in the like they did some testing for the book before they like actually published it to like high, you know, very popular D&D players. And like this, the like dragon spec monk was like destroying everything. And so they had to like totally rework how they originally made it because it was like so good. Kind of a bummer. Yeah. I would have played. I would have played a monk. I always play monk. No, I, I'm playing a monk. You know, I always pick monk. It's not true. But anyway, uh, also just, just again, thought it was cool that, you know, everybody's playing D&D, guys. The, the nerdy you stuff is I'm nerdy stuff's at popular it. now. It might only be digital versions, though. Mm. Or $20. Okay, yeah, I don't want yeah that. this one's 50 but I still might buy it. All right, but so to, to roll through their group, um, so it's Miles Garrett as Alucard. A guy named Jeremy is an ASMR... Uh, Blade Slinger, oh Blade Blade Slinger Wizard, uh, named Jitachi. Sarah is an Elven Beast Master Ranger named Meal, and Wyatt Teller is a Half Orc Berserker Barbarian named <laughs> Flapper. And then the fullback is their DM. Pretty great. That's it. That's how are we not playing? That is cool, now. right? Did you say how are we not playing this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because because we need we need to block off a time of like six hours, I think, for like the session. Probably the main. We could do. Is. We could definitely do a mini like two hour thing. I'm positive. We just got to get our yeah. the characters have to be made first. But I could probably run like a very quick, just little little thing. You know. If you guys and I actually, I was just reading up on. Uh, I'll save it for off uh, after the podcast. We'll we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll figure something out. Okay. Cool. All right. But that'll do it for the multi strike. Let's move on to the killing blow. So this week's killing blow comes to us, as always, from our super producer, Nick. <laughs> this week's ep- proud owner of a new sword. It's proud owner of it for his birthday. Mm-hmm. Sort of the sword of Gryffindor. Was that it? No, it's the lion sword. He's the lion. Isn't that the sword of Gryffindor? No, I thought the Gryffindor was an eagle. Is it? Wasn't the Gryffindor a griffin? Oh, yeah, actually, maybe. now that nope. you think about it. Nope, it was an eagle or a lion. Those were the only two choices. 
I'm right. drinking fat seltzer. <laughs> All right. So, so Nick's article that he sent us, three new Spider-Man movies starring Tom Holland are on the way. So a few weeks ago, and you know, in coming up with the launch of uh, No No Way Home, Tom Holland was kind of talking about how he wasn't sure if he wanted to keep doing Spider-Man and kind of saw this as like the end of their trilogy. And then this article is talking about how uh, Amy Pascal, who is the uh, Sony like head of something or other, she's a big producer. Um, basically, was just talking about how they have no plans of like stopping Tom Holland from making movies. They want to keep making them. Uh, specifically, they already have plans for like the next three movies, and Tom Holland is very much involved. Was like kind of how she said, kind of how she worded it. Um, so yeah, super cool. I'm pumped because I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. What are your guys' thoughts? Yeah, Thanks. super, super pumped. But this could just be to throw us off. We don't know what happens at the end of No yeah. Way Home, right? Chris? I'm pumped. I love Tom Holland as um, Spider-Man. I am hoping uh, they keep um, Aunt May the same because I think she does Marissa a fantastic job. That's the one. I'm yeah. Stalling so I could try to think of her oh. name and it wasn't coming to my mind. Oh, we know, Chris. We that was very apparent to everyone listening. <laughs> yeah. That what? That I'm a big Marissa Tomei fan? Well, no, that you were well, yes, but also that you were stalling because you couldn't think uh, of her name. Yeah. Uh, so I hope it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I I Randy, I kind of had those same thoughts. Like I wonder if they're just trying to do things so too to throw us off of what May, or is this all just a big throw off and No Way Home isn't actually that crazy at all and it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> I read an article that said that Kevin Feige's been from his housekeeper that she said he's been staying up all night freaking out because the other Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield are not actually in No Way Home and he's so worried that people are just going to riot when he, they're not in it. Take that as you will. I have no idea. Well, there's been, I mean, there's been a bunch of leaks of the movie anyway i have i've been i haven't seen them like i've been purposely trying to avoid them but there's been a lot of stuff like come out about you know like major leaks and like plot points of the movie who knows if they're true or not but Mm. that that's a problem when does it come out is it this weekend or next weekend 17th yeah december 17th it's like i think that's the week before christmas right and the priest did you see the pre-sale was better than what endgame i think it was yeah and it like it like crashed amc's website yeah and people are selling tickets on um, eBay, eBay for like thousands of dollars. Guys, I called it a few weeks ago here first, and nobody else called it. No one. What? This called is, what? This is going to be the biggest movie ever. This movie is going to break records, guaranteed. I thought you said that about Dune. No, I did not Rob say that about Dune. Dune. Oh, right, 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 right. Wait. Oh, never mind. We'll do it next week. All right, let's move on. All right. But yeah, so... Tom Holland still Spider-Man. It's awesome. Yeah. Love he's it. the, he's we grew up on Toby Maguire. In all in all honesty, he's the best Spider-Man. Uh, I mean, no, he's just, he's, no, no. Yes. I remember no. thinking Toby Maguire no. was great. Like, oh, Spider-Man, Toby's perfect Spider-Man. And then seeing Andrew Garfield be like, oh, Andrew Garfield's way better than Toby Maguire. Yes. And then being like yes. seeing Tom Holland, like, how can I think those two are any good? Tom Holland's perfect. Yeah. Chris, that is exactly how <laughs> I went my progression of Spider-Man. I was into Tobey Maguire until Spider-Man 3 when he ruined it all with emo Spider-Man. And then I was like, okay, never mind. He's the worst. And then Andrew Garfield came out. You can't blame him for that, can you? I mean, I kind of can. I'm I'm going to. So So I went 
I love Tobey Maguire until Emo Spider-Man. I hated Andrew Garfield. I hated I really the movies. Liked, oh, they were off. I really liked Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. He was, he was still kind of Emo Spider-Man. See, I grew up on the Spider-Man cartoon where he was just like a goofy, like Spider-Man cracking stupid jokes. Like that's, I think Tom Holland plays him perfectly like the yes, cartoon. I do. Which is I do what I love. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're all in agreement that Tom Holland is the best. And yeah, it's yeah. great. Yep. All right. Let's move into the meat and potatoes. All right. This week's meat and potatoes, we're talking board games, getting ready for the holiday season. Maybe you want to get your loved one that special someone you got a nice, uh, a nice board game. So we're going to go over some for you specifically. We're going off of um, an article from Polygon talking about the 22 best board games and essential modern tabletop games to add to your collection. Um, you know, we'll, what we'll probably do is just kind of run through most of the highlights here. Talk about, you know, which ones we liked, which ones um, we haven't, I don't, I haven't played a good portion of these, but I played ones that are similar. Um, so talk about that and uh, yeah, go from there. So first of all, guys, have you looked through this list at all? Mm, I read it, read it very well. Also, yeah. awesome. So, what were I guess were there any games for you guys that like jumped out? I've heard, um, yes and no. So some of them I've heard of and have been very interested in playing. Uh, Seven Wonders was up there. I've heard a lot about that one. Heard it was good. Uh, this game called Gloomhaven is up there. I've heard tons about Gloomhaven. We're so close to playing it. So close. Um, a bunch of them I have, or I have versions of it. So, uh, yes, I think this is an awesome list. And actually, I used this list to uh, guide some Christmas shopping. Ooh. All right. Randy, how about you? Um, there's a lot I hadn't played. Uh, so yeah, the ones that jumped out were, um, the one I'm trying to find it. It's at the bottom. The one that we played, Pat, uh, King Domino, Machikoru. I, I don't, I remember we played Machikoru. I don't really remember what it was about. Oh, um, yeah. Splendor. That one was oh, a yeah. lot of fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. Big fan of Splendor. That one was great. It's a staple in our house. We play that once a week at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and i I wanted to know I wanted to know more about Star Wars X Wing because it seemed a little different than the other ones. Mm-hmm. It looks like an old school like model box, but it's hard to tell what the game actually is. I mean, I think it, it <clears throat> excuse me, I think it is really just like, because I've read a lot about Star Wars Armada, and I think they're essentially like the same game Armada's on like a larger scale, but it is just like little dog fights and stuff. So yeah, you use okay. the miniatures to like move around and shoot each other. Like, it, yeah. it, I have heard that that game is very good. I but I, I, think, that one. I think that one is a pretty high, by high, I mean like expensive entry point. Like I think you, you have to drop some money if you're going to get into that to get like a lot of the models and stuff okay yeah that would make sense i think i'm not i'm not positive but yeah right when you stop and think about it it seems like that makes sense 
Um, um, and then the last thing is pandemic. I hate pandemic. <laughs> really? I think I've talked really? about it on here. Haven't I? Or no? I, th- I know. It's not fun. Mentioned it. I think people think it's fun, but it's not. Tell me, I want to hear more about this. Every time I play pandemic, it's a team game, cooperative mm-hmm. game. So I'm just sitting back. Then when I go to think, all right, I'll try to make some moves. There's always that one person who's like, oh, we should do this, this, and this. And you really, I'm just watching somebody else play the game with my pieces pretty much. Um, it's like so cooperative that it doesn't feel like I actually have like a turn to do type of things. At least that's how I've played. I, yeah, I've, so I've only played Pandemic, I think two or three times, but every played time. Us, us three, right? Yeah. I'm not yeah, talking we about all... that time. That was a lot of fun, guys, because you guys are fun. But, but, but you, you are right, though. Like, so every time I've played it, we, I, like, I haven't lost. Undefeated in Pandemic, so cool. But, like, it does, <laughs> it, it seems easy in that it's so easy to, like, communicate with one another. Like, I was almost, I, both, every time I played it, I've stopped and been like, wait, let me double check the directions because maybe we're not supposed to, like, communicate with each other as each much other. as we are. As, and I still like don't have a clear answer. Like if you are supposed to just like totally talk about how you're going to take each turn or right. If you're kind of just supposed to be like, like in Gloomhaven, they like make a specific point. Like don't, you know, don't tell your teammates exactly what you're going to do, but just be very like kind of vague. Like I'm going to go over here and attack mm-hmm. instead of like, I'm going to use this skill to do this thing and that. Yeah. Like, and I love cooperative video games. They're actually my favorite types are cooperative video games. Yeah. But in this one, I just feel like, and we've played other cooperative games before. Um, what's the one we just played? It was the Star yeah. Wars one, right? Well, we, we did the big trouble in little China. Um, that one was upper awesome. deck, uh, upper deck. Was it legacy legends? Something like yep. that. Yeah. That one was awesome. Like those, I felt like I still had some ownership over what I was doing, I guess, pandemic. Yeah. But I'm also bad at pandemic, so I probably shouldn't be <laughs> leaving anything in it. Nice. Yeah, for uh, for me, games that jumped out, Seven Wonders is one I've heard a lot about and heard very good things. Obviously, it's on here again. And it's um, also, too, it, <clears throat> under, like, the... So they give the, the uh, specific game they're talking about, and then they give a list of similar games, either a single game or maybe they'll give, like, another two or three. Um and so for Seven Wonders, another similar game is Dominion, which I love Dominion. Oh, so, so good. Yeah, so Seven Wonders is like very high on my list of a game I want to get and and or try. Because um, again, I've heard great things about it. Um, another one was, where was it? Wingspan. I heard Wingspan was, is really good. Yeah. We were at Thanksgiving. We had to leave, but um, uh, my cousin was breaking it out and he was going to play it. It looked super fun. It's like, honey, can can you stay? Oh, check this game out. Just just stay a little longer. Just a little longer. Um, and then where what was the other one? There was the that's kind of more like it seemed like an easier kind of kid. Oh, Snake Oil was the mm-hmm. other one. Snake Oil seemed like really fun. That game sounds like it's uh, you know, along the lines of like apples yes. to apples or um like cards against humanity, but you are trying to sell whatever thing you are to the person whose turn it is. Um, like sell your like combination of um, stuff you know so for example it's like um, you know some of the listings like costume light kite and so it's almost it's almost like a shark tank thing like you're building your own like weird product and like trying to sell it to them mm-hmm. um, so it just seems cool I don't it seems like you could have a lot of fun with that um, yeah so I think next probably makes sense to just kind of go through the list a little bit and talk about 
I don't want to talk about maybe every game, but just maybe quick comments on each one. So yeah. talk about seven wonders. We both we all want to try that. Mm-hmm. Yep. We've heard good things. Yep. Card-based game sounds really good. Blood uh, next, Rage. Yeah. Next one is Blood Rage, which it's looks like risk. Yeah. Axis and allies are risk. To me, I just I saw the miniatures and was like, oh man, I still haven't even played Gloomhaven. Like this game is a skip and it's giving me anxiety. I mean, it looks awesome, but it's yes. We'll go to Gloomhaven first. Can we get, jump down to Gloomhaven? Guys, actually, can we do this real quick? Because I, I wasn't listening to anything because I got sucked into Clask. Have you seen this one on here? I, I I've scrolled by it a couple times. Can we'll we jump, jump down to, to Clask. Let's jump I, to class. What is so it? I almost got that. How much is this for Christmas? Game? Oh, it's fifty bucks. It oh. is, um, but it's uh, it's like a strikes me as almost like a magnetic like hockey game. So, so mm-hmm. it says it's cheaper, more convenient, and more fun than air hockey. Yeah, and it's uh, yes, I want I, it's yes, I would get it. Yeah, it's, it's almost just, it does look, even like the picture that they have of the game, it looks like air hockey almost, but you're holding your thing at the bottom and using magnets to like move this stuff around. It does seem cool. It's spelled K-L-A-S-K in case our listeners want to look it up. I mean, it's they, they have these world championships of it. Like it says that Wild. it's like a little more complicated than, it's like a perfectly complicated version of air hockey. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just an easy game. Uh, I might buy it by the end of this episode, guys. <laughs> uh, another game that's actually up there that I may do that to Randy is uh, Cash and Guns. Yes, um, this so one super. Yeah, fun. what's up with that? Explain that one, Pat, because I didn't really get into that one too much. <clears throat> so it's it's. I think it is very much like um, with well, I mean, they describe it as a tabletop version of Quentin Tarantino's Reservoir Dogs, just without okay. all the pesky kidnapping and oral mutilation. Okay. Um, so there's foam handguns and stacks of cash. Um, and like, you just keep moving. I think it's like, I don't know, have you ever played like left, right, center? Yes. So it sounds almost kind of like that, but you're using the guns to like intimidate other people to like get the money and get, I don't I, like they don't go into a ton of detail. It just sounds though like it's a party game. It sounds very fun. Okay, left, right, uh, center also, is a very fun game too. I also am guessing that there's probably a kind of um, what are the games like Secret Hitler or like those types of games, like some sort of aspect of that in there too is is kind of what I'm thinking. Okay, so it looks like it comes with foam guns. Yep, that does look cool. Yes, and so that would make sense too because they under the similar games they list one night ultimate werewolf, which they is own... oh god, well I was gonna say which is very much like Secret Hitler and those you know those other games. It also like almost that. seems like the game that I said I I said on a podcast our episode a few couple months ago we played it at a lake house I can't remember it now it was like it was like a card game where you were cowboys and then there was like you had to figure out who was what and one of them was like the sheriff and the vice it sounds kind of like that but you had to figure out was it was was it called cash and guns (laughs) it was not oh okay it reminds me of it so um the next one on the list is Catan jr um i mean basically they're like they even say i think like you everyone kind of knows Catan. this is almost just like a faster version so it's kind of better 
like it's just like more streamlined i actually do we have played Catan. we own it somewhere i actually haven't been able to find our our copy of it chris but um did we let someone borrow it i don't might know have. we might have that's uh, one of but, my favorite board games is Catan. so i kind of want to get this just to like i don't know to play it again and also just be right with it being just kind of like an easier version <laughs> yeah um all right next is code names i've heard about this one this one's supposed to be really good right or is this just the one i walk by at target all the time it's probably both <laughs> um yeah i i like this is one i always see all the time but i i don't think i've ever even like looked into i don't love the social like deduction games so i've never like i don't know i haven't looked into this one a ton yeah and now that I'm actually sitting down and paying a little bit more attention to it, it does seem more complex than I thought it was. It's, I mean, they have like a bunch of different versions of it too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I see like codename Marvel, mm. codename Disney pictures, Harry Potter. That's cool. Chris, what do you think about codenames? Never. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd buy it. I'd be fine if we're at a party and someone says, Hey, let's play codenames. Yeah. But, that that type of game just isn't hasn't been one that draws me in. Sure. Um, the next on the list, Descent: Legends of the Dark Act One. This is another one that I saw and immediately got anxiety and moved on because it just it's Gloomhaven to me. I don't know. I've heard <laughs> it very looks good super complicated. Though, I've right? heard very good things about this game though. I've heard I have too. Yeah, I heard this game before the article and and all. It the... requires the companion app. Yeah. Available on uh phone or be a steam yeah and that app is your dungeon master so it's i mean it's it's a big big game yeah and you but can play cool. by yourself mm-hmm. or you wow. can or or with your group and you don't have to worry about like one of your friends being the dungeon master because it's all taken care of on the app or whatever so in that that aspect is kind of cool you know i like that but again it does sound very Gloomhaven, like Gloomhaven, kind yeah. Of the same thing. It's some very similar. Yeah, Guys, which I is want, the next game on the list. I want to buy all these games. <laughs> I know, right? So um, got, I'm very interested in Hive. In fact, you could say I'm extremely interested in it. Wink, wink. I don't. What is, I don't understand what that means. <laughs> I can't. You're whispering. I can't hear what you're I saying. Got, I got Hive for my wife for Christmas. <laughs> got her hives yeah <laughs> don't tell her she's right upstairs <laughs> she doesn't know hey, well, what happens these. when she, she listens to the she, she doesn't listen to these <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no way she'll if anything she'll actually like see it sitting up in the bedroom in the corner well and randy the way these episodes are released this probably won't even come out till after <laughs> okay. christmas anyway finally are we recording actually Guys, we just did a huge dump for Black Friday for our listeners. Like, there's That's so true. many for them to listen to now. It's it's funny though when like the auto upload button doesn't get pushed either, so it doesn't actually auto upload. I, listen, 
if it doesn't if it doesn't drop Sunday night at 8 p.m. this week, then I'm doing something completely and utterly wrong because I well, definitely looked so into we'll it. We'll talk to you Monday morning. I think I think we figured that out that you are in fact doing something completely wrong. <laughs> we definitely figured that out, but this I looked into four it Sundays in a row that it didn't upload. So the fifth Sunday, though, that's the <laughs> yeah, one. That's the that's the one. That's when well, I know something's wrong. To be fair, I might not have tried all four Sundays in a row. <laughs> you think you guys? You guys are a little too smart for that but uh, i definitely did something wrong at one point hey so. it's all good man it's all good. we're working on i'm working on it super right, producer move. nick is supposed to jump in on this but there you go yeah just pawn it off on nick it's hey speaking fault. of nick nick if you want to get the cast bringers a christmas gift this year uh descent i think might be at the top of my list i don't know how much it is so probably one of the cheaper ones right yeah. the prices are right here oh i see what you're <laughs> <laughs> next game on the list is king domino origins so now we have played or we have allegedly played king domino i remember nothing it. about we nothing played, about it. it's a super fast and easy game i remember it. zero about it it's super fun uh we bought the first expansion there's king domino there's queen domino there's another expansion i can't remember which ones we owned um reading this makes me want to go play it again but now there's a new one king domino origins which looks super fun yeah this looks a little more like in depth compared to because the other one is Mm -hmm. essentially just kind of like the original is just basically dominoes with a couple extra rules right a uh, medieval skin yeah and this this seems a little even more involved like another another layer to it Mm -hmm. so to speak right Mm -hmm. but it looks cool it says it only takes 15 minutes to play. That's it doesn't take long at all. And it's wow. my five-year-old was playing with us and like he won a game or two. You know, it's not yeah. hard by any means. Sweet. Um, next on the list, because we can skip class, we kind of jumped down to it before. Uh Machi Koro 2. We've all played Machi Koro. I I really like that game. Mm-hmm. Machi Koro is um, super fun. Yeah. And this looks I want to know what I want to know like what the difference is between one and two because they had a couple of um expansions for number one, yeah, which gave you different buildings and different things to buy, but uh, I don't know what like how much you could have changed it, so I'm interested. Yeah, I know I'm trying to you'd think they'd go into a little more depth of like how it's different mm-hmm. compared to the first Machikoro. Um and I'm wondering if they just like change some of the cards and some of the basic rules because looking yeah. at it, it seems like the overall gameplay is basically the same. Mm-hmm. But I don't I would have to play it buy it to find out. So someone buy it's, it for us so we can no, find you out. You know what we what sounds really cool on this? Because under similar games, it has Machi Koro Legacy. We've always wanted to actually do and get through a couple rounds of or like the whole thing really of a legacy game, which we've never yeah. done. That one could be one that would maybe actually oh, work. Machi Coral Legacy is not expensive either. Boom, do it. Gee, if, if only was someone would get me something for Christmas. If only someone was in my family on this podcast. Someone may have already gotten your Christmas gift. I maybe maybe it's a board game already. I don't know. Is it a legacy board game? I don't know. I didn't do that. So maybe I'll get you much. I can't wait till you get me Machi Koro Legacy and I start the legacy without you. Well, and then you're not allowed to play it. Now I'm definitely not getting it for you, <laughs> jerk. 
next on the list is Marvel Champions, the card game. Um, I didn't like go look at this one too much just because I feel like there's a million <laughs> Marvel card games. Yeah. And so it was just like, okay, cool. I don't know. Next. <laughs> like it's if I actually sat down and learned it, I'd probably have a great time, but I don't feel like doing that. I think for me, a lot of these card battle games are like how um how complex is it and what's the uh the learning curve for it yeah to make it worth my time because some of the games is is very overwhelming to get into and i don't feel like reading a 50 page novel to understand how to play but when we were playing the upper deck game was that what was that one again uh it was legends legends like that was a good entry you know a little bit of reading learn the rules but then you could just go um so a lot of it depends for me is how complex is this marble card game yeah it looks pretty nice. complex looking at these right. cards yeah right same i thought the same thing um next on the list is monikers um which it based on the description it sounds a lot like charades but there's like a little more structure around what you're doing um which that's fun charades are fun again this is i think this takes for me what chris said earlier where if someone pulled this out at a party i'd be all into it but i would probably never buy this myself sounds fun i mean i played charades last year for the first time in years and it was actually a lot of fun so Mm -hmm. but do you want to spend twenty dollars on this game if it, I would almost buy any of these games if I knew that we would consistently <laughs> once a year play them. Yeah. I mean, hey, once. we played a Risk Legacy game once. <laughs> we play all our games once, I think. I almost think the, all of them once. The, the bigger issue isn't necessarily the games, it's the fact that our board game group doesn't meet monthly or bi-weekly or weekly or anything we meet like every we just have to all retire to the same community complex we can game all day awesome i'm in so in we we have just enough of lives where we don't do it regularly if we were just (laughs) if we just had no lives we could meet every friday and just play board games god damn why are we so popular right uh the next one this one i thought looked really cool um, Oath Chronicles of Empire and Exile. Um, basically, they describe it kind of as risk, but really it's not like a strategy game. It's more of how like telling the story of whatever character or group that you make. Um, and it is, it seems like it is kind of like a legacy game. Like you play it over multiple sessions, but again, that just keeps building the story that your whole group is kind of telling, uh, which I just thought was cool. It seems like a very cool, um, I don't know, a cool like design in how the game flows. <laughs> You can also this, be one player, which is interesting. This is one that raises my anxiety because right at the end, a word of caution, rules are a bit daunting and requires at least a little bit of study from everyone gathered at the table. <laughs> and, and then the price point of $150 tells me it's a big game with lots of stuff in it. So yeah. I would rather, if I'm doing a $150 game, I would rather go with, descent or gloomhaven it's fair oh um, some, one of us already got gloomhaven i think so it's all good i can't believe you got me gloomhaven for christmas pat i just you, you can have it <laughs> you've already <laughs> popped everything out so all the hard part's done 
<laughs> and wait till I play Gloomhaven without you and you miss out. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not giving it to you. <laughs> Our next game on the list, One Night Ultimate Werewolf. Again, it's a uh, um, a social deduction game where you're just trying to pick out the werewolves uh, before like they eat you or something. Um, but this one has like an app, like a supporting app. I don't think it's necessary to, to play, um, but you can use it to kind of help out. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's like tons of expansions it looks like one night ultimate daybreak vampire alien supervillains bonus roles so Mm -hmm. looks like there's a lot to it if you want to keep playing yeah again this is not really a game that that like piques my interest i probably wouldn't buy this i would totally play it though if someone pulled it out um any more on one night ultimate werewolf all right, next yeah. one. Uh, you know what? One one comment. Horribly named. Doesn't make any sense. Continue, Pat. I'm I'm into that. Um, next on the list is another legacy game. We've kind of we can be quick with this one because Randy already kind of talked about it. But Pandemic <laughs> Legacy, one of I, the first, one of the first legacy games I think that was like, Randy's. Randy uh, has a very good point of this. Does just I feel like turn into if you are not with a good group of friends it does turn into just who has the loudest or most boisterous personality kind of taking over. Yeah. yeah. It can happen easily. And, but that can happen not just with pandemic. That can happen with any cooperative game. That can happen in a D&D group. That can happen, you know, that's why these legacy games are best with like a solid group good, of yeah, friends. Like good crew. Somebody mm-hmm. who's not, I've played, and honestly, nobody that you guys know, this is somebody, I'm being totally honest about it, but somebody that's kind of outside of sure. all the people you've met. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, somebody who's like competitive and also likes to maintain control. Those two mm-hmm. aspects in a competitive game are really bad because they just want to like do everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then you just get frustrated. Like just, all right, what am I going to do for my turn? Yeah. And you just do what they say exactly. because you're thrown in the yeah. towel by the fifth turn. And you're like, I don't, it's not even worth arguing yeah. because you're not going to win it anyways. Um, with all that being said, I've heard Pandemic Legacy is one of the better legacy like games out there. So that would be one I'd be if I if I was confident in our board game group getting through legacy. Once game. we finish Risk Legacy in twenty years, perfect. We'll move on to yeah. Pandemic Legacy. I love it. I mean, <laughs> um, next on the list, uh, Scythe. Uh, this one I had to read a lot about because I've heard a ton. Again, a lot of good things about this game, um, and it does seem really cool. Um, it is like a. I don't even. It's. I think it is kind of like. What was the game we played with Jeff? The Star Wars one. Yeah. Uh, Empire, like Empire at War, I think was is the tabletop game. And so I, I'm, this seems a lot like that. Whereas one person is playing as like the Empire, the other the other players are playing as like a like re- rebellion. Um, and just kind of going going at it. I don't know. It seems cool. Definitely sounds very cool. And it said like the whole. Uh, gist of it is it takes place in a post-World War One era timeline where uh, the wild technology as if Nikola Tesla had turned his mind toward fashioning weapons of war. That hooks me right there. That sounds right. awesome. So it the seems box powerful. cover art looks pretty awesome. It's just a bunch of people in a field and then all these giant yeah. like mech walkers in the background. Yeah. Steam-powered mech walkers, it looks like. Mm-hmm. And so that that's what and what seems cool about this too is uh 
so like you can kind of go through fighting and stuff but there's also just like there's um like worker management um exploration and, and things like that involved in the game too so it just seems like there's a lot of layers to it that just make it really interesting it seems cool this is a game i would consider buying for sure mm-hmm. we've talked a little bit about snake oil already yeah. mm-hmm. yep. now i now in relation to snake oil i did play a couple weekends ago what do you meme have you guys ever heard of that one yes, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. yep that That's one, one it's at so laurel and i we've gone to some breweries in the past you know few years and like every brewery that has a game they they'll always have if they have games they'll have what do you mean never understood it because the directions are always missing you're just looking at these <laughs> pictures the game's actually a lot of fun it, it's yeah it's like apples to apples but with like mm-hmm. funny pictures yeah and i mean that's we that's have a game i think it's called pick wits which is the same thing as what do you mean but it's just they found like a thousand weird stock photos Mm. just put them on cards and you can you know you pick a category and put a card out put which this weird stock photo you think fits and the judge gets it yeah that's another good one yeah and i, I like so one of the things <laughs> about this game is is they make the point in like their description of it of you know when talking about apples to apples or uh um cards against humanity you know what do you mean all those games that most of those games reward whoever knows the judge of the moment the best or happens to draw the funniest card then they talk about snake oil rewards whoever has the most inventive and colorful description of their made-up product so it just seems like it again just seems like a kind of a interesting take on that the concept of like right one person's a judge and you're trying to like convince them that you're whatever is the best Mm -hmm. it's cool uh splendor we kind of talked about we've Mm -hmm. all played it yeah, uh, we have it, a bunch of the expansions for it, and the expansions are awesome yeah. too. Yeah, a great, great game. Uh, the only one is I want to get the. There's a Marvel version with that. <laughs> the Infinity Gems one. Yeah, yeah. kind of want to. We looked at that. I think that is this just reskin. There's no rule changes. There's not an expansion. Yeah, I thought I, I thought I read there's like a slight. They may have added like one different rule. It's pro- yeah, it probably isn't significant, but. Huh. The main reason that was my version of Splendor, the box is all destroyed. So mm. all, the pe- all the pieces go everywhere and stuff. It's really annoying. So you could just buy a new version of it. Exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we did briefly talk about Star Wars X-Wing. Uh, anything you guys want to add to it? I mean, it looks For cool. good things about Star Wars X-Wing. It looks very yeah. cool. Yeah, same. And super and I want, nerdy. <laughs> like, I, I think the one thing that would bug me, though, about this is... So no, right. sorry. I've heard about the Star Wars Armada game, which is where that's the one where you just have to go buy tons and tons of miniatures and like yes. points. This this that's one is know. this one is like Armada from what I've read, I think, but it's on like a smaller scale. Yeah, you don't need to go and purchase hundreds of dollars of miniatures to win but a game. Here's where they get you, though, right? So like the but you the, can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so the so the entry thing that you get that's cheap, you probably get like an X Wing and you know a Tie Fighter and like that's the two Tie Fighters that look like. And I want I would want so many different ships. I would mm-hmm. like those are probably my least favorite Star Wars ships. And so that's where they would get me, and I would drop two hundred bucks easy. And yeah, so hmm. no, thank you. Um, and then I believe the last no, not quite last. Uh, towards the end though, we're, we're the next game is Welcome to that 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 um so it's a role and write game about building subdivisions in 1950s california um sounds absolutely boring <laughs> the craziest thing is you can play up to 100 players um 
I don't know. I actually think this does sound kind of interesting. Well, okay. Sorry. Based on what you just said, it sounds boring, <laughs> but I didn't read what the game is about. What the game actually is. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So players pull cards instead of rolling dice. And then the game actually allows for a lot more freedom in what players write on these specially designed scoring sheets. Do you continue building out? So I think it's like Yahtzee, right? Like it, mm-hmm. but you're just using cards instead of rolling dice, you know, in a sense. And it's good for solo players i all these solo games really like they pique my interest for some reason but would you i don't know would you ever play a like a tabletop game on your own i don't know if i ever would no you're right probably not like if i was gonna do (laughs) if i was gonna do something alone i'd probably go play a video game yeah yeah Um, you're right and then last on the list right the very end wingspan which we talked quickly about Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, one of, one of the big things they talk about is the art in this game and the picture they have, it's super cool. Like the art does look great. It's very colorful. Um, you know, the renditions of the birds on it are really good. Yeah, it says playing as a bird enthusiast, I'm out. I'm done. I don't need it. <laughs> but the goal is to attract birds to different habitats. Okay, back in. I love Remember it. Remember when we played that um, evolution game, the yeah. dragon dinosaur yeah game and you have to like create your own dinosaur kind of reminds me of that a little bit yeah um yeah so i mean this game sounds cool I've, again i've heard good things about this i would totally get it um and actually it's the, under the similar games they list parks i've heard very good things about that game as well and very similar reaction of like the art in that game is super good so also a spot on similar game there um any comments on that list, though, guys, or anything that you're thinking about uh, as far as like games that maybe weren't on the list, anything like that? I would say Snake Oil. After really reading through it, sounds like I'd love to play that one. It's like a, it gives you a little more creativity than like Cards Against Humanity. I think I think too. Right, a game like that is so good because people who may not even you know be into maybe some of the more complex or like strategic board games that are becoming really popular now, like that's a game that I think, like, I think about my wife, like she, even like Catan, like that, it just is like intimidating for her. So she doesn't really want to do it. Whereas a game like snake oil, I can see her just diving right in and having a great time. Yeah. Even like splendor splendor was a hard sell for her. I got her to play it and she loved it. But like, again, it was, again, it was an intimidating game for her at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got one that wasn't on here categories that is one of my all-time favorite games yes i don't know if we would consider that a modern tabletop game but oh categories is great i wonder why we left off so many games we were just doing modern games yes okay. not not uh not the originals it all makes sense not now. not payday in monopoly okay well payday well actually a, a game tabletop game that's not on here that i've heard is really good is um there's like a fast and furious game that came out that's like a tabletop game it's supposed i've heard it's awesome uh so a little surprised that that didn't make it on here ticket to ride thought that yeah that's yeah on here that's a good yeah i wonder if that's under i didn't look at Catan for like the similar game like it because that because i feel like ticket to ride is similar to Catan. Mm -hmm. A lot of those games like Ticket to Ride or even Catan. I, I mean, I remembered I played Catan freshman year of college. We went to a game club, me and one of our friends. 
Uh, and it was, it was awesome. I was like, Oh my God, I didn't even know games could be like this. Cause I was like yeah, my right? first dive into like kind of more adultish games, even though, you know, not adult theme, but more complicated. But if you just read like what it's about, I'm like, this sounds horrible. You have to get, <laughs> you're, you're like getting agriculture, like you're, like you're building doing, a road. This yeah, stuff. I'm like, but it's so much fun. And that's ticket yeah. to ride is kind of similar for me. I'm like, what are you doing? You're building trains, but it's so much fun. And actually, so Ticket to Ride um, was listed as a similar game to Catan Jr. Basically, they have the oh. Ticket to Ride My First Journey, which is probably like the junior version of Ticket to Ride. Um, I don't know it counts as a board game, but Sushi Go is really fun. Yeah, yeah, play that. We, we played that. Yep. That was fun. I would count that as a modern board game. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least fun. like, because they listed a bunch of the party games. So that's, and that's mm. definitely a party game. Yeah. I'm yeah. surprised I didn't make the list. And especially, I feel like I've seen different versions of that now, like newer, and I don't know if they're expansions or if they're just like, you know, uh, like different takes on it. So yeah, I'm surprised that that didn't make it. And then one of my favorites, I don't know if this again counts modern, but it's definitely like, it fits into this type of nerdy game is uh, Stratego. Did you guys ever play that? Yep. I'm not counting as modern, but yes. But I I love, yeah, I love Stratego too. Love that game. Nice. So Chico was very frustrating though, because you'd be like be doing so well, and you'd, like either hit a mine or you'd like get their um their high guy would just come out and just barrel through everyone, and uh, was, you needed so much strategy, so much strategy. For that game. But then you had to get your spy in there because the spy mm-hmm. could get the one, but everything could get the spy. Just mm-hmm. Such a yeah. cool game. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our board game talking for the meat and potatoes. We're getting towards the end of the episode, so let's dive into now our D&D character of the week. Miles Garrett, if you're listening, go ahead and play this character. He's <laughs> definitely he's definitely listening, so yeah, he should just switch from Alucard to Aisha Cardinal. 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 Anyway, Aisha is a 107-year-old female half-elf barbarian with a Path of the Storm Herald specialization and an urban bounty hunter background. She comes from wood elf ancestry and would rather make a new friend than a new enemy. But if she had to choose between money and friends, she's taking that money. Choose that money, money, money. She is superstitious, so she wants to make sure that if you're walking through a graveyard, make sure to have your make sure you have or you are wearing some silver. Otherwise, a ghost might jump into your body. Uh, she's mixing up some urban legends there, I think. Nope. She <laughs> okay. she is also exceptionally ugly. I f- and I wrote a note uh, <laughs> that I feel like that that one has come up on quite a few characters we've rolled on this thing. Maybe they're trying to tell um, us something. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm starting to take the hint. I think, um, but. She is also as strong as an ox. She keeps a purple handkerchief inscribed with the name of a powerful archmage. So all the D&D players out there, if you're feeling like it, roll up Aisha Cardinal. I, I don't think I'd roll this one. I don't yeah, think anybody's choosing this one. This, this one was not one of my favorites. No. <laughs> I might cannot. keep something with the handkerchief, powerful archmage that could Hell lead yeah. down a strong line. Agreed. I don't like choosing the money, but there's just a lot of like contradictory things in this that I I never thought about it, but I liked how um with like half elves that you can 
like pick your different what your actual like elven ancestry is i don't know if that has ever popped up before when we've done that but oh, i thought the barbarian because she's a half elf so she's half human there half is elf. Some, there yeah. is some elf, elf so the elf yeah. side is like what type of elf was she, right. she oh what elf ancestry yeah but yeah cool cool character she's definitely lawful good Take their money, it's chaos. No way, man. She wants to make a good friend over an enemy any day of the week. She it's knows right. that she's exceptionally ugly, so it's not just other people think it, she thinks it too, which makes me think she's neutral. Neutral, neutral. I'd go with lawful neutral to get back to this one. This one's over. We're this not going to play it anyways. Who cares? All right, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Castbringers. Remember, it's been a while, folks. So check out the Castbringers Instagram. And as always, if you want to get some input to the show, send us some articles, send us just some topics you'd like discussed. You can always email us castbringers at gmail.com. Before we leave you, we're going to give you our play, watch, read recommendations of the week for playing. This was me, Beyond a Steel Sky. I just read a whole write-up on it. It sounds like it's like they even related it to the old point-and-click games because I think it's a sequel to one of them. I forgot which one. I be- yeah, I believe it is, too. Might Beyond be a Steel, Steel Sky, Sky 2 is actually on Apple Arcade, and it's on my phone right now. Is it? So I played five minutes of it, and I was like, oh, this is too intense right now. They, they let me go say... back to retro bowl <laughs> or mario kart or mario kart. uh or watching dune so they did say that <laughs> as dennis villanueva in, in, intended wait wait so yeah, also right. we we have definitely been saying his name wrong right because isn't it denis it's like denis villeneuve villeneuve <laughs> no way that sounds what? made up it's got to be he's, like he's, he's french um french isn't he? I don't know. That's what someone told me. Or like Spanish or something. I don't know. So, anyways, it's a point in all right. This is how you say it. Denis Villeneuve. Holy cow. That is not See? how I've been saying it at all. Denis Villeneuve. Wait, that's the American pronunciation. The British is Denise Villeneuve. Wow. We've really been screwing it up, guys. So we're still saying Dennis Villanueva, right? Yeah, yep. for sure. Sounds yep. good. Um, but yeah, anyways, they said it's a lot of dialogue or excessive dialogue in the game. So I don't know if I'm going to buy it or not, but I really want to play it. So somebody right. else play it. Tell Probably me. on your phone you can get it. It was out a while ago. I'll take there a look. Go. They All probably right. ported it. Get it on Chris, mobile. Chris, what do you got for mobile are always great. Chris, what do you got for our watch? <laughs> Christmas holiday movies. We watched Home Alone last weekend. And it's still so funny. <laughs> Chris, you gotta watch. Did My you have guys watch it? Movies, movies we love on Netflix. No, I've heard movies we love toys yeah. that made us. I gotta watch those. So the Home Alone one is awesome. Is it? Yes, I mean, it's so good. So should I watch that or Wheel of Time? Home Alone. The you just if you just watch Home Alone, you gotta watch. Uh, you gotta watch Darn it, Randy. I know, yeah. I know, but you got to. It's so good. I I watched the uh, the Forrest Gump of that, like the movies that yeah. made us. And then later that day, I was just like, well, now I have to watch Forrest yes. Gump. Yes, yeah. that. That's yeah. exactly how it is, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
and then finally the read recommendation because because we we've actually mentioned it a couple times in the show today but read hawkeye the uh matt fraction and, and david aja omnibus uh series super good that's gonna do it all right castanets we are finished so for this yeah, week's wait, episode yeah. who was the artist for hawkeye david aja okay and then they they listed his name as David Aja Omnibus. <laughs> Omnibus. I think they mean it's definitely not. Yeah, his name is David Aja. I think read the Omnibus. Read the Omnibus. <laughs> mm, maybe. <laughs> hey, Google man, it's crazy. Aja is a very common middle name, Pat. So I can see confusion. Uh, Omnibus, yeah, right? It's weird that he has the same last name as the type of book that's often. I know, right? And I was like, I was like, that's a cool last name. <laughs> oh, Matt Fraction hardcover, really? Did you, so, this. Well, also, I was I was going off of well, Matt Fraction is a really like Fraction is a super cool kind of crazy <laughs> last name. So maybe it all supposedly out. that that's a pen name, and but, I forget where he's from, but he goes to a comic store every Wednesday. And like he knows the owner, but the owner obviously doesn't advertise that Matt Fraction's coming to my comic shop. Mm-hmm. And like it's like a cool thing to think that this, you know, one of the top writers in comics comes into a comic shop every Wednesday and still buys comics. And then like he goes to lunch and reads all his comics. <laughs> that That's is cool. cool. They also, speaking of David Aja, do not watch the Hawkeye show because I guess there's a bunch of people boycotting it because they're using hit the likeness of a lot of his art but not they are him anything and he's retweeted that he hasn't necessarily spoken on it but he's retweeted boycott it type of stuff so i think that's true that they're not paying him any money for any of that sweet what if i watch this show but just close my eyes when Uh. they're because it's really good show. Or what Chris, if I just we, watch? We know you love listening to stuff, so I guess you probably still love. What it. if I watch it at one point two five speed? Yeah. There you what go. if I'm just a salty old man and I watch the show and then still I'm just like, but that guy's still probably making a ton of money anyway, doing doing comics for a living. So he that's why I started reading the seeds because he was promoting it so much. Like, hey, if you want to help me, then read this, and it is pretty good. See, so Randy's bankrolling him, so I'm going to watch the show. Uh, no, it's for it. free on Hoopla. Sorry, I don't buy. Comics. Well, so actually, I think I found I think I found his problem is he's giving away all his stuff for free. On yeah, that's. <laughs> hey, Mr. Omnibus, start a. Uh... Yeah, see, Randy gets it. making people buy it. All right, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Castanets, we're signing off, but always remember, we'll keep casting. No, wait, no, you keep listening. <laughs> we'll keep casting. We'll bring. Yeah, it. we're going to keep casting. You keep listening. Randy's going to keep bringing. Let's do it. Ding, 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 ding.